0: Welcome to today's episode with Marlis Hubner. I'm so excited for Marlis to share her story with you guys today because it's all about getting to the point of feeling like she had everything, but not being happy in her skin and not really knowing what was going on and why it was going on. So it's all about her journey of how she got there, how she figured it all out, where she is now and how she's going to help you to do that too. So enjoy the episode. Welcome, Marlis. I'm so excited to have you on the She's Unshagled podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you doing? Thank you
1: so much. It's a great honor to be here. I'm doing very well. Thank you.
0: Glad. I'm so glad. Cool. So let's get stuck in. Why don't you tell me, you love my first question, about your morning routine? Do you have a morning routine? And if you do, what is it?
1: I do actually have a morning routine. And uh, it's quite funny because it took a while to set it up. But my morning routine actually starts with spending 30 minutes with myself. It's very important for me to get myself grounded. And I'm lucky that my husband actually takes over, you know, getting uh, kids ready for school. So literally, I start my morning with a coffee in bed. And he actually brings me the coffee to bed, which is really, really cool. And, And then it kind of varies. So either I start with a short meditation... Uh, I like to do creative visualizations, or I just listen to, you know, a podcast. Um, I start off with listening to something, kind of going inwards, and then I have, a, I actually do an energy routine. You might know Donna Eden, you know, the energy medicine uh, guru, and so I go through a pretty much like it's five minutes, um, energy exercise, and that really gets me going for the day and. It's amazing how it, like, just grounds me and gets me excited.
0: Awesome. Do you do the the energy exercise in your bed?
1: No, so I actually do it standing up. And right now that we're going, so I'm in Germany, right now that we're going into summer, I actually go outside. So I take my dog nice. <laughs> who needs to go outside. So then I go into the garden, and we have a pond in our garden, and I like literally walk around the pond, and that's where I do it. <laughs> but if I can, I do it outside. In winter, I will do it uh, inside, yeah.
0: Cool. I've never actually heard of it. Is it, is it a little bit like Tai Chi, or...?
1: uh not really it's just like it's really getting um your energy straight again you know like most like we're exposed to you know mobile phones computers that do a lot of computer work and so it's just to really kind of keep you thinking clear again Mm -hmm. that's what it really helps me um it helps me to just cope better with things that are coming during the day and it's, it's focused on your meridians. So like one of oh, the nice. things I do is like just a crossover, like oh, our yeah. energies are not crossover. So this is one of the exercises. Yeah. you know, the tapping, for example, is part yeah. of it. And so there's different, um, there's about five or six of these different touch points that I, that I go through every morning, basically.
0: Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I was actually, I've signed up for a tapping course and I need to do it. I haven't, I just haven't had the time to get to it, but how nice of your husband to bring you coffee and then, um, give you time to do your morning routine. I think you're the first person who's ever said that, (laughs) (laughs) which is nice. (laughs) Something to be grateful for. Got to like train them right.
1: Um, They're actually happy if I stay out of their way in the morning. You know, that's one of the things we noticed. It's sometimes when both parents are around, it kind of messes up their routine. Oh, yeah. And and it took me. It honestly, it, I, I felt guilty. You know, it's like, oh no, I need needs my help. I can't leave him alone. It's mm-hmm. like, no no no, you stay out of my way. You go and do your thing.
0: Wow. And it
1: works so much better. Great. Yeah.
0: Got to find your own groove, hey. That's awesome. Cool. Well, hey, look, let's dive in. Tell me a little bit about your backstory. Tell me why you're here and and why you're talking on this podcast.
1: So my backstory, quite honestly, so I'm I'm 40 and um, my kids are 11 and 8. And um, if I look back like 10 years ago, honestly, on a piece of paper, I looked like I had like the perfect life. I had... Married my my college sweetheart, you know. We had uh, one child at a time, you know. And then when I was thirty-two, my daughter was born. I had a PhD from you know the University of Cambridge, which is like ranked the top two in the in the world. Um, I had hit a six-figure income. So literally, like if you go according to the books, I like had ticked all the boxes. You know, I had kids, I had the husband, I had the income. We bought our first home. I was highly educated. And um I remember I w- I did not I literally just didn't feel happy and I was like what like what's wrong with you? Why are you like you have everything and people were telling me and it's like people were like oh my god you must be superwoman, you know? <laughs> um and um and I and, and my mom kept saying like why can you not just be happy with what you have? And then I felt so guilty because it's like you're supposed to be happy with what you have, right? Like why are you asking for more? Like are you greedy and what's wrong? And so um, really, really what was going on, I was overworked, I was overscheduled, I was a kind of control mom and I was such, I mean, I'm a very ambitious, high achieving person, but my high, my need to achieve had turned me into, I like to say monster mommy, you know, (laughs) and uh, (laughs) it really turned me into monster mommy that I was like, I wanted to do it perfect you know, like everything. Like I wanted to do the parenting perfect. I wanted to have the perfect marriage. I wanted to do like, you know, climb up the corporate ladder. And what happened really was um, I I was, I was giving my best to work and my family pretty much got the rest. And so I walked around with a mask and I think a lot of us are walking around with a mask Mm -hmm. that like, on the outside, it did look like I had the perfect life, But on the inside and at home, you know, when the doors were closed, it wasn't pretty at all. Yeah. and um, I just like hurt it hurt the relationship with my kids so much. Like, you know, the only strategies I had was like yelling and disciplining and and just being angry. I was really angry like I remember I would even wake up in the morning angry and I'm like what's going on like Mm -hmm. you're not usually this angry person and so um and 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 really because it it you know my pain point was I was like I do not want to be this person I had created a person I did not like
0: yeah
1: and it hurt the relationship with my kids Mm -hmm. and so that's what kind of yeah got me on a journey to a journey of deep transformation and personal self-development and, you know, pretty much waking up.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how it... Because it, 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 there must have been some signals, you know, like before that that were kind of like tapping you on the shoulder saying, is this... Are you sure you're going in the right direction? Are you sure this is what you want? All of this stuff. And we are so programmed... And it's so interesting that your mum said, can't you just be happy with what you've got? Like, oh my God, I felt for you so much then because I hear this and I heard it a lot more, um, especially as a child, I think. And I think we're probably in that generation where our parents were like grateful for anything and everything, right? And if, if they had to work hard, then they would work hard and they would never complain and they would never show their true feelings essentially and we were kind of brought up thinking you've you've got this like you you've got everything you need you've got everything you want like stop being a spoiled brat like can't you just be can't you just be grateful and Although like there's a lot to say for gratitude and, and understanding what you've got and, and being happy with that, but when there's something deeply ingrained in you that doesn't feel aligned and doesn't feel in tune with where you're wanting to be and who you're wanting to be, like there's a there's a big thing there that you someone should notice and say, you know what? You're not You're not acting like the person that I feel like you should be acting. I don't know if you've read the the book by Glennon Doyle. I've been posting about it like crazy at the moment. I love it. And she was talking a little bit about how um, how when she um, decided to get married to her wife and basically break off her marriage, like everyone around her was just like, "Mm, "I don't know. This must just be a phase. I don't think this is really you." When it was really clear, (sighs) like so clear to all of her friends how happy she was and how like lit up she was and how like she'd just turned into this woman that they'd never seen before. And it's so funny how we try and keep people in the little box that we think that they should be in and that happiness is not everything. Like if you've got everything in life then that you should be happy and that's it. And oh, I felt for you so much when you just said that. So thank you congrats for going and doing you and being you because that's not easy when you get that kind of response essentially Yeah. yeah yeah can be tough um so I mean when you decided to wake up essentially like what what was that what was that point when there was a turning point like did you just wake up one day and you just said I've had enough of being this person or what happened
1: so what it, it, th- there was a lot of accumulation points before it came to the turning point let's put it let's put it that way yeah. and the accumulations were like just all these moments where I did not control my my emotions and all these moments I was in reactive mode all these moments where I would say things whether it was to my kids or my husband that I realized I'm really hurting them I'm ruining them their lives. I had this deep fear of, oh my God, my kids are just going to be, they're going to be hating me. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, when they grow up, they don't want to anything to do with me. And um, I think one of the turning points was actually when I was, in, I, I remember it was in 2015, my daughter was two, my son was about five. Um, and my husband was on a business trip, which happens very often, because we both worked full time. And I had picked them up um, from, from, um, from kindergarten. And it was about, you know, five or six in the afternoon. They were hungry. I was making dinner, but I also had to respond to, to an email at work because there was a crisis at the same time at work. And so I had my kids like parked in the living room in front of the TV and I put oil in this frying pan.
0: Oh, taking no. out my
1: phone, you know, typing in on the phone. And my kids were, like, sitting there, like, Mom, I'm so hungry and I'm thirsty. And I'm like, all right, honey, you know, tape, it's going to be done in a minute. Hang on. Typing in my email, and then I've completely forgotten the oh, oil. No. And it had gotten so hot oh, that it started goodness. catching fire. Hmm. And, you know, everybody knows when the oil catches fire, don't put on water. Yeah, Right? <laughs> and, of course... What did I do in the moment I panicked? I was like, taking the pen, it's like throwing it in the sink and turning on. And it caused
0: this
1: huge smoke. And, you know, the fire um, alarm would go off. And I mean, at the end of the day, it was all fine. Nothing happened. But what it, it, that to me was the wake up call where I'm like, I cannot keep doing this. I cannot keep multitasking. I cannot keep trying to meet all ends at the same time because I'm, I'm, I'm not living. I'm like, and really the worst of this was, I remember my son wouldn't sleep for six months. Like he, it freaked, like it scared him to death. Mm -hmm. We had to go and buy a fire extinguisher that we had to put literally next to his bedroom. And it was more those scars that were dramatic than, you know, the ruined pan, like who cares about the ruined pan. Mm -hmm. But, um, it was, that to me was like, I need to change something. This is like, I can't go on like this. And then, but I don't don't want to say it was literally, that was the moment, the decision moment. And then I went on this journey. And first I thought, um, i go going and manage my anger. I need to go and manage my emotions, kind of started on this journey of anger management. And it brought me into, you know, doing meditation, counting backwards and all those types of things. Mm -hmm. But they didn't really work. Yeah. Um, so I saw a little bit of progress, it got better, but then I would fall back into my old patterns mm-hmm. and it wasn't really sustainable. Um, and it was a lot of this mindset work that I did, mm-hmm. which I, great, but it didn't get to the core. And for me, what really helped was to really deal with my emotions
0: yeah.
1: and understand that emotions are actually the ones that are running your show mm-hmm. and also understand that, um, you know, I think emotions for women, we say it's our greatest weakness, you know, like, oh, you're too emotional, you're too this and that. <laughs> but really, really, I've learned they are actually my greatest power. Yeah. They are my greatest power. And learning to tune into your emotions and loving. So I had to, like, I had to bring all this, like, that angry side of me and a lot of other sides that I had that I didn't like about me, I had to bring that little child back
0: yep.
1: inside of me and I had to befriend her and I had to start loving her.
0: Yeah, And
1: that was just really amazing.
0: Yeah, inner child work, hey, is so important. Yeah. And so once you did that, like, was it immediate or what was your journey?
1: Nothing is immediate. If you ask me, I think everybody was telling you, you know, oh, you can get there. Like, no.
0: no. I'm sorry. I
1: think that's a big lie. Yeah. Um, because if you think of, I mean, I was about um, in, in my mid 30s, right? Back then, it's like by, by the age of 35, 95% of who you are has been already programmed in, yeah. from your past. So if you think you can change that within a week,
0: you're yeah, dreaming.
1: <laughs> that's wishful thinking. I'm sorry. So I, I would say, all in all, Um, it It took probably around four to five years, but I would also say that out of those four or five years, I went kind of, I was dabbling in the first three years. You know, I was dabbling around and I was doing a lot of this. Yeah, be grateful and meditate. Well, actually, I didn't meditate for a long time because I was kind of, uh, I don't need meditation. <laughs> I, there was still this ego inside of me that was like, no, I'm going to figure this out by myself. You know, which I think is another woman thing. It's like, no, you need to figure it out by yourself. Like, don't ask for help because asking for help is a sign of weakness. So that took me a long time to, like, really flip that script and welcome and support And so the breakthrough for me actually came through tapping. Um, But I don't do the classical tapping. I, I have a very specific way of doing the tapping where I get really raw, really real. And that also means you might have to actually say things like, I really don't like you right now. Like, about your children, right? Because that's what we feel. We sometimes, quite honestly, if you're being very honest with you, you do hate them sometimes and, <laughs> always. and But it's like, oh, you can't say that. You can't say that. That's so wrong. But see, the thing is, that yeah, lives true. inside of you. Yeah,
0: 100%. And if
1: you ignore it, it's still is inside of you and yep. it's going to come out in a way that you don't like it yep. and so doing the tapping it take, took me about like it takes you about four months to really clear out all that programming to clear out all that gunk and then I want to say it was about a year where I literally I created a new woman like I created the person that I wanted to be but what you have to do or what I what the the reason I lost this first couple of years is I was trying to create a new person based on what was already inside of me. And that's very hard. And so tapping is a clearing mechanism. When you clear the gunk you don't like, Mm. it becomes so much easier because you start from a clean slate basically. Mm. And so one of the things I always say is like, yes, meditation is great. Gratitude is great, but people do it at the wrong time. It's like, you know, you have all this garbage inside of you, mm. and then when you don't clear it, it's like you're spraying perfume on that garbage. It's gonna work. It's gonna smell good for a few days, and then it's gonna <laughs> come back out. And so you gotta <coughs> empty the garbage, and then yeah. you can bring in the beautiful stuff. And then it's and then it will last. And it's sustainable. And it just feels so much much lighter and easier yeah. Yeah, to do.
0: And um, yeah, I mean, you're so right. I did. Um... Last week's podcast, which was all about subconscious programming and essentially releasing that. And when, and you would have probably seen this, but when you're in a pattern and you keep doing the same thing, it's purely because of your subconscious programming and it's the same thing if you want you start doing meditation you start doing gratitude and it works for like a week and you feel great and then you fall back in you're going straight back to those patterns and most people don't know what those patterns are aligned to or why why they keep self-sabotaging or why they get success and then they lose their success or whatever it might be and there's so much to be said with the subconscious and with inner child and clearly you've done a lot of that work too for clearing that out and then going okay what ideas do I want to bring in like what beliefs do I want to hold now and going from there and it's you're so right like you I, I see I hear and see so many people who are like I'm doing all the right things like I'm doing my journaling I'm doing my gratitude I'm doing my meditation I'm yeah. doing my exercise and, and nothing's changing and I'm like there's a lot more that you need to work on and you've
1: yeah, it's the gunk. It's yep. the gunk that is in there, and I would say actually, it's not even just the subconscious. It's really there's a different layer, and it's it's your emotional coding. Yeah, that is, and that that's living inside of your body, right? Because your mm-hmm. body is the memory of the past, and oh, for sure. that's actually the body that rules the show. It's not your mind. Yeah, it's your body.
0: Yeah, yeah, love that too. Yeah. Emotional storage. Hey, um, okay, cool. So, is there? Like from from that point on, where you kind of were like, I'm I'm turning this new page, like this is the this is the person that I want to be, this is the person I want to become. Did you have any times after that where you kind of like fell backwards or things kind of didn't go the way you wanted to? And give us an example of that and maybe how you dealt with it.
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. So in that i think about three very low extremely depressive phases Uh, and so every time i felt like okay i've got this i um i i could do this something would happen to show me no 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 you haven't cleared that part yet you still need to go and clear (laughs) it so let me give you a very specific example so i um I, I I do host a director position in corporate, but I also run my private coaching business. And so I was starting this this new course. I would launch like I would do a three day free challenge, and it was going really well. It was going people really well. loved it. Clients were coming in, and then when like things were going amazing on the business front, like. My husband would be a jerk at home. My get kids would go completely crazy, and, and it was like, it was coming. This whole thing about it's like, see, it's not working. You can't have it all. It doesn't work. Like, <laughs> it, you know, it was like this. this blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> and then it was like, and then I had to go back in, and I really had to go and and face what was my fear. What are my fears? And um, and really, really, my fear was like, God, if my business explodes actually won't have time for my family anymore
0: Mm.
1: right I will have even less time but these things are running in the back of your head and you don't know and so I had to go back in there I had to meet that fear Mm -hmm. so um, the way I get out of these things is I expose my body to meeting the fear we are either afraid to be disappointed we're afraid to fail or we are afraid to be abandoned like abandonment is one of our biggest fears Mm -hmm. right and you have to literally take your entire being and this is like this is what I'm saying these are the lowest of the lowest moments I've ever been in my life like I literally took my body through this experience of okay I have nothing I'm on the street I'm naked I lost my family I lost my husband I have no money I have nothing and when you, like, experience that, you also realize in that moment, I'm going to be okay. Mm. I'm going to be okay. I have me. And so really, really, one of the most amazing things is, like, when you take your body through the, your worst nightmare, mm. you come out so strong. Like, when you go to the place we are so scared to go, you come out really, really, really strong. And and I've done that. I do that every time. Every time that happens to me, I've learned to be with the darkest of my emotions. And I've also learned to almost love being with them because they're part of me. You know, we're all striving so badly to just, like, have all the good emotions. Yeah. And we, like, want to push all the ones we don't want to experience far away. Mm. But again, they live inside of you. And when you befriend them, when you understand just emotions, they're just energy. They are, you know, it's an energy cycle.
0: Yeah, be with them. Yeah,
1: and that is like the most freeing thing you can do. You know, people want freedom. Yeah, I'm like, you know, freedom is being emotionally free.
0: Yeah, at peace with everything that comes to you, right? Yeah, yeah, I love it. Exactly, it's so powerful. And I was literally talking to someone today actually, and she was kind of just giving me all of the excuses, like everything. And I was like, you realize that you're in control of your life, right? Like you're in control of everything that happens your way and and that comes your way. And I'm like, all these emotions that you're feeling, you've just put them on yourself. Like you've just given them to yourself. and, And now all you're trying to do is just push them away rather than accepting that they're there because that's what you've brought to yourself, and it was just like... Yeah, but
1: we've, we've never been taught to deal with that,
0: right? No, of course we've, not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why, do we, why do we have coaching, right? So that we can actually learn to understand what, what we're feeling, what we're going through and, and how to deal with it yeah. as well and how to come through the other side. Um, yeah, I love that. Thanks for sharing. Um, so, I mean, since then, obviously now you've got your, your coaching business How long have you been a coach now?
1: I think it's about three years.
0: Okay, cool. Not too long. Um, And have there been any sort of, anything that you've learned through that process, anything that you've had like head down moments in that process as well?
1: Oh my gosh. (laughs) A lot of them, a lot of them. Like, um, I think like everybody, like every entrepreneur that starts out, you just, you know, invest in things, you try them out, they don't work, you feel like, You've wasted all this money until I learned, you cannot waste any money. It's just money is there to teach you a lesson
0: or uh, create experiences for you. And,
1: um, oh, yeah, lots of, I think the first, like, yeah, one and a half years, you know, yes, I would get clients and stuff, but it was kind of a roller coaster. It was up and down. And Mm -hmm. then I wasn't clear on, I was during the self transformation myself, so you know, I think a lot of coaches start like when they're still in there, yeah, and that doesn't work. Like you have to, be, you have to have walked through it, imagine. and then, and then it's, and then you could t- talk about it. So you know, my most the program I'm most passionate about is my Rapid Anger Relief Program for moms because. I have managed to clear 35 years of anger and I can talk about it. It doesn't bother me anymore, but I couldn't talk about it for 35 years because I didn't even realize that I had that side of right? (laughs) And it's such a sensitive topic. Um, And so it's it's until you really, truly find yourself, you find your voice and you're like dedicated. This is what I want to bring out. And I don't even care if somebody buys it or not, but this is what, I feel I need to bring the world. This is how I want to serve the world. That's when you, that's when it works. But, and, and and you need that face off experimenting and failing over Mm -hmm. and over to learn that is actually not what you wanted. Like last year, I invested 8,000 bucks into these two guys to basically just learn. You don't want to do things. Like I was still trying to do everything myself. And the lesson I literally paid these 8,000 bucks to learn. <laughs> this is not who you are. You want a team. You want other people to do this part of for you. It was like advertising because I, that's not what I want to do. I don't even want yeah. to learn
0: it. Yeah.
1: But, you know, as a coach, they tell you, you need to learn everything. And I'm like, no, I just want to coach. I don't want to learn how to do yeah. Facebook ads and social media and all that stuff. Right. Sure. And I still invested in people to show me how to do it, yeah. to learn the lesson. No, you actually want to pay people who do it for you. Mm-hmm. And so I've learned to deal with, like, like three years ago, I would have beaten myself up. I'm like, oh, my God, you're so stupid. You, like, wasted all this money. You could have gone on vacation with that money, da-da-da. Now I'm like, oh, well, I guess you had to learn that. Lesson. <laughs> it cost you apparently 8,000 bucks, you know.
0: So, yeah. You're so right, though, when it comes to money. Like, the money mindset thing is... You, you do you pay you pay money for lessons but you pay money yeah. to grow too right money goes and comes it it's it's always there if you need it if if you believe that and I yeah and I
1: totally believe
0: that yeah if you if you feel like you've got this lack energy mindset essentially around money then you're always going to be in that lack energy mindset and oh I, I'm yeah. so passionate about about money mindset it like drives me crazy when I hear people say that they don't have money for something and I'm like no it's not true (laughs) (laughs) it's not true you're just lying to yourself but yeah it's funny um cool all right lovely well hey I mean awesome awesome story I absolutely love what you're sharing I love what you're doing um I know we've got loads of mums that listen to this show as well so if any of you listening you know need a little bit of help in the anger sense of things which I'm pretty sure every single mum would I know for sure that my friends definitely struggle with a little bit of that which is totally normal as well I think a great totally normal yeah yeah great place to go um so a couple of last questions I'd love to know what would be um what would be the like number one tip that you could give to our listeners today
1: so my number one tip is really start paying attention to your emotions because your emotions actually hold the key to everything you want or you don't want. And so it's about um, just learning to befriend them, learning to be with them. And um, it will also really help you to just turn turn inwards and stop being dependent on you know, other people's validation on external Mm -hmm. factors because that's when we're in victim mode and it just, it's just going to keep you the farthest away from, um, you know, the happiness most people are craving for or the success most people are craving for. So for me, really, it's not about the mindset so much that comes in as well, but it's really paying attention to your emotions and the best way to do that is um, start paying attention to your triggers. Triggers are the window to your soul. Paying attention to triggers and flipping it around on me and what I need to clear in myself has tremendously changed my life and made things so much easier because when we flip it around on us, we're actually in power. We take our power back and um, yeah, start paying attention to your emotions. It's amazing.
0: I love it. I love it. What an awesome tip. Okay, last question. What's the scariest thing that you've ever done?
1: The scariest thing? So from a physical perspective, probably skydiving. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jumping out of a plane.
0: <laughs> cool.
1: <laughs> Jumping out of a plane was the scariest thing I've probably ever ever done, but on an emotional level, it was really um, like really leading myself. Leading myself. First, no matter what, because, you know, we've been so conditioned to please other people, to make other people come first. And the scariest thing was to, to again, tap back in here and say, no, this is what is working for me. This is what, what, this is who I want to be. This is how I want to be. And I fill my cup first, because when I know my cup is filled first, I can give so much back and it feels so much easier to give it back. But it's, it's scary in the sense that, oh, my God, I was scared to death of all the judgment, right? Because people say, like, oh, it's so selfish. You can't do that. Like, your kids come first. No. I actually love myself first. Mm. And because I love myself first, I don't need my kids to fill, you know, or to complete my incompleteness. Because that's what we do. I don't need my husband to complete my incompleteness. I just, I want to be with them. I want to be with With my kids, I want to be at work. I don't need anybody to give me that validation anymore or that approval or that appraisal or that appreciation or all these things we're after. And it all comes from understanding I come first. I love myself first. I fill my cup first. And that's been so scary because
0: it's against all the programming that
1: we've been given. Yep.
0: All of it and every single mum needs to hear that like, oh my goodness, the amount of times that I try and try and tell people that. It's so hard for mums. It is so hard for them to understand that they come first and that
1: It's very hard. But you know what really, really helped me realize that was that I was parenting my kids in a way that I needed them to my own unmet needs mm-hmm. and we all do that we don't realize that that's a problem
0: yeah and when you change it and your kids actually realize how happy you are and how fulfilled you are yourself it makes them so much happier and so much more fulfilled yeah
1: and they get to be who they really truly yeah. want to be you know we all want to raise self-confident kids but we're we're not yeah we are doing it at the expense of connection yeah. you know because we need them
0: yeah so and true. that's
1: a that's an unhealthy pattern,
0: right? Absolutely, huge, huge, huge lesson. Love yeah. to end on that. That's awesome. Is there anything else that you want to share with us? If not, tell us where um, people can find out more about you. Um, I'll put some <laughs> links and stuff in the show notes. But um, if you've got a website or anything else, or just social media,
1: yeah, you can you can definitely find me on Facebook. So I have a private Facebook group called Mom Leadership where I go live three times a week in uh, something we call conscious champagne chats. It's a very like 10-minute quick series. So come, you know, people can join that community. It's an amazing community of like-minded maps. Um, and then you can just find me on my website, which is marleshubner.com.
0: Yay! Awesome. Cool Han. Well thank you so much for joining us. It was an absolute pleasure.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and head on over to iTunes or your favorite podcast listener and give us a five-star review. Don't forget to join our free Facebook community called She's Unshakable, where we get to share our tips and tricks and experiences with building courage, resilience, and belief in ourselves. I look forward to meeting you in there.